Hey everybody, I just want to welcome you to the Hope in the Pain podcast. My name is Kim Peek and I have created this podcast for really just one reason and that's just to encourage those of you dealing with chronic pain uh, that may be in the form of physical pain, mental, emotional situations, hard situations in your life. I know sometimes when we grieve the loss of something important or someone important in our lives, that causes a lot of pain for a period in our life as well. And you know, pain becomes just really isolating sometimes. It becomes really exhausting sometimes as we manage and deal with those things. And you know, we all need inspiration and encouragement along the way. And so that's why I do this podcast. Again, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I myself have MS and over the last several years dealt with different MS symptoms, you know, ranging from fatigue to a lot of nerve issues. And in the last couple of years specifically, I have dealt with a lot of pain, sometimes severe pain, um, oftentimes significant pain. And so I have just kind of really spent time looking at what gives us hope in those times of our life? Sometimes it is for a period of time. Sometimes it lasts for a lifetime. And you know, I believe that even during those times, it's not time to just give up living, right? Um, life looks a lot different. There's adjustments that need to be made. Um, and definitely limitations I live with now compared to how I lived before. But yeah, again, it's not just time to sit down and wait it out to just, you know, exist. It's still time to live a great life. And so today what I want to talk about and what I came up with today is the title of When Prayer Seems Pointless. And that may sound kind of like a downer. I just talked about being encouraged and having hope. And now I'm saying when prayer seems pointless. But you know what? Honestly, the reality is of it. Sometimes we go through those days that are just so difficult. We go through those times when it's like, is God listening to my prayer? Or maybe we we know he's listening, but we're like, why isn't he answering more of my prayers? Why am I still dealing with pain? Why does it not seem to be getting better? And so what I did is I kind of went through just a list in my mind here that I want to share with you uh, of just some, some things that I have found to be really helpful, you know, when I have those down days. Um, you know, it's so interesting. Um, as a result of this um, podcast being out there, I've had ladies get a hold of me with their prayer requests and what they're going through. And, you know, there's been quite a few ladies that I've prayed for, and we have seen the healing. We have seen them get better. We have seen that hard situation, you know, turn around. And I'm just so grateful with them, so thankful that they've experienced just the turnaround in their lives. But yet, I know that I am dealing with my situation forever, right? And so it's it's kind of almost wild for me to, to think about. And, um, you know, that usually doesn't get me down. But there are times that, you know, again, I do have those days when it's just frustrating. It's just hard. And... Um, 
you know, it's just kind of getting through those days. And so I just want to go through um, with you about six things that have helped me during those times. And I hope they will be encouraging to you. And like I always say when I go through things on this podcast, I hope that you'll be thinking of these things, how they play out in your own life, or you'll come up with the own things, remembering um, you know, what helps in your own life and make a point to journal that, to write it down, because that's what gets you through those hard times and that's what gives you hope. So let's get going. The first one um, that really helps is remembering past stories, past answered prayers. And I was thinking about a couple of those. And one of the biggest examples in my life is having my kids because um, when I was when we were married, you know, after a couple of years, we really were excited. We wanted to have kids. We wanted to start the family uh, that we'd always dreamed of. And so what happened though is that I was having difficulty getting pregnant. And you know, you know, for for a couple months, whatever, you know, you just kind of figure, you know, you're rolling with that. It's going to happen. But then it kept going on and on and on. So I went to the doctor and had tests and and tried different things. And, um, you know, from time that started the process until we had our child, our first child, it was two years. And, you know, there were a lot of times that were just really difficult during that time because, you know, I just wanted a baby so bad. I wanted to be a mom. I was so excited to get that part of our lives started. And, you know, I'd also began to kind of start the process of thinking of and and just um, considering, you know, would we adopt if if I couldn't get pregnant? You know what I mean? And, and, um, when you come to those points when, you know, something doesn't work out like you wanted and you're considering something else or you're not sure what else it could look like, that's hard, right? And not that the other thing may not be great in itself, but, you know, when you have your mindset on one thing and that doesn't happen, it really takes a lot of work to to change that mindset and to consider something else. And again, it was two years. Interestingly enough, another exactly two-year project was uh, we wanted to build our own house. So my husband is a builder. He loves to build things. And this was a lifelong dream of his is to build his own house. And so we wanted to, you know, get the lot, work with an architect to drop the plans, um, general contract it, and then also my husband wanted to do a lot of the work himself, which was pretty amazing in the end to see how he did that. But um, we had trouble finding a lot, you know, and we then found the subdivision we really wanted to be in, um, and we waited uh, with anticipation for a new um, part of the uh, subdivision to open with the lots going on sale. And so, you know, so much planning and been so long till we finally got to that point. And we got to that point. And then you go through the period of working with an architect. Then you go through the period of getting those plans approved. Then you go through the period of getting permits and finally being able to start. 
And, you know, again, that was a whole two-year process. And a lot of that two-year process was just trying to figure out if we were going to be able to do it. And so um, it was just interesting. It was kind of about the the same amount of time. And so um, it's totally worth it and uh, very exciting. And so um, I'm actually sitting in that house right now. And uh, this started off as a bonus room. And then it became a nursery for our bonus child. We had a child nine years after our first two, which was a total surprise, but which was awesome. And then now uh, this is a podcast studio. So it's just neat to see what's happened. Um, Every stage was amazing. And um, it's just really, really enjoy having, having this going now. So, so. Remembering answered prayer, the the past stories of your life. The second one is to uh, share emotion and end with praise. And so I'm going to open up my phone here and go to Psalms 54. Let me read some of the verses here. So starts off by, um, hear my prayer, O God, listen to the words of my mouth. Arrogant foes are attacking me. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. People without regard for God. And so, uh, David is just like stressed is be, is an understatement, right? He is sharing just how people are attacking him, trying to kill him. I mean, you talk about as extreme as it gets, right? And so he is sharing with emotion. You can almost see him saying this, right? With great emotion, but yet how does this end? It ends with, I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. You have delivered me from all of my trouble. And I love that. You know, there are so many Psalms that you read that have intense emotion pouring out at the beginning of the Psalm, but yet it ends with praise to God. And I think that's such a model for us, such a picture for us to remember and to use as a model for our own life. The first thing I love about that is we can share that intense emotion with God, right? We don't have to cover it up or downplay it, but we can share that with the Lord, which is so helpful to be able to get that out. You know, we can't keep it inside. When we keep those things inside and we push them down, at some point they're going to come out and usually they come out in a way that isn't healthy and we don't like and isn't a good thing. So it's good to get those out, but then to remember to praise God at the end, which gives us hope, which um, puts us in a new perspective and, and just helps us look with anticipation at what could happen, right? And so there are so many good things about that. And again, that's Psalm 54. The next one I have is to be specific. Now, we have to be careful about this one because it's not like we can just put in a uh, our, our, like our grocery list to God. It, it's not like, God, I'll take this, this, and this um, and, and put in a substitution, right? But it is being specific so that when we are praying, we are more likely to see the answers of that prayer, right? And so um, I think it's good to, to look at our prayers and, and just see what we're taking to the Lord. You know, it's easy to just pray 
um, God help my pain get better, right? Um, which is something we definitely want when we're experiencing pain. But for me, I have found it's important to kind of break that down. You know, um, if I'm on medication, you know, praying that that medication will be effective. I uh, had a steroid shot recently, and my prayer for that was not, I didn't pray, God, help this take the pain away. What I prayed was, help this decrease pain. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm sorry, that's not it. Help this decrease pain inflammation, because that's what steroids do, help this decrease inflammation and increase functionality. Because um, when the inflammation went down, I just felt like that would give a chance for my body to heal a little and help increase my functionality um, just in life, how I was living, right? So that is is a specific way of praying. And what I'm doing is praying that the steroids will be effective for what they were created for, right? And when I break it down like that, I'm much more likely to wait with anticipation and look with hope to see if those things are happening, right? And and not only do I pray for that and look for that answer, but it also gets my whole mind focused on those things, right? On, on what I'm looking for, you know, and, and when I pray for a decrease of inflammation, I don't know, that helps me realize, okay, I need to make sure I have plenty of rest for, for my body to kind of take effect with that, right? And, and there's just so many good things that come from praying specifically for the intent of what you're going through, right? So I encourage you to do that. But on the other hand, I'm not praying, God, um, you know, take this away, you know, right away on this date and, um, you know, all these other really specific things that I might want uh, to happen as a result, which sometimes that's good. But for me, I found that praying specifically for what the medication is supposed to do and then to see, you know, pray for the benefits of that really helps me a lot. So that's being specific. The next is realizing that, you know, prayer is like a muscle. It's kind of like working out. You know, when we go to the gym, when we run, um, you know, and again, I'm limited in those things now, but, you know, you, you think about that, you don't start with a five-mile run, right? I mean, you've got to work up to that. But yet, you know, you're building up your muscles and your stamina. And so you've got to go consistently, right? You can't just expect to go from zero to five miles in a week, right? And I think we need to remember that about prayer is that that consistent praying, it helps us, you know, if you want to think of it as a muscle, but it, it gets us consistently praying and, and learning about prayer and becoming closer to the Lord and, um, you know, reading the Bible and knowing what it says more, which helps us to know what to pray for. All of these things. So it's easy when times are hard to let go of that prayer, right? Honestly, um, because if we're having pain or we're feeling ill a lot, it's hard to do anything, right? And so... Um, 
we just need to pray consistently. And it's not something that God is expecting our prayers to look a certain way. Um, you, you know, there were times when, you know, I was going through a really hard time physically and I would kind of have a couple prayers and I just prayed them over and over again in a day, day after day after day for a while, because that's all my mind could handle, right? When your pain is that severe, it's hard to think about anything. And so, you know, that's why too, holding on to a couple of verses can be so helpful. It gives us something to meditate on and to think on when we have trouble thinking at a, at a big level. And so, um, you know, I encourage you to get a couple of verses that are about hope or, or about God's love, something like that. Have them on cards next to your bed. And those days when you can't really even get out of bed hardly, you're remembering those verses, you're reading those verses, you're praying those verses. And, you know, even through that, you're becoming closer to, to the Lord, right? And um, you're building up that relationship with him. And, and, you know, there's so many different ways we can do it. But when we're going through pain, when we're going through hard times, we need to realize he's there. And we, um, he understands, depending on how and what we are physically able to do, he understands and we still grow closer to him and he still hears our prayers. Um, and I know for me, those times that have been the hardest, um, you know, I know he's listening and I keep praying. And the other thing about that is when times are really, really hard, I know that others are praying for me. And sometimes I feel like their prayers are keeping me going. I really have had days where I feel that way. And not only that, I feel like they are praying for me in ways that I'm so foggy in my mind, I'm having trouble praying for myself. Which leads me to the next one. Having, you know, people that are praying for you. Um, and I've talked before, in fact, I talked last episode about people that pray for me on a consistent basis, which is amazing. But this time I also want to focus on prayer partners that we may have. And it's super important to have someone that you pray for and they pray for you. And you know, when you're going through a really hard time with pain, with an illness, it's easy to feel like you're not able to do anything for anyone. And I've had those periods of my life where I feel like all I am is a taker. And I don't like that, but it's like I'm physically unable to get out and to give back to, to those around me. Um, I'm so fortunate in that they understand. But one thing we can do is pray for other people. Like I said, on this podcast, I've prayed for other ladies. And there's been times, and I actually shared that on one podcast, that many times, just even to do a 25, 30-minute podcast, I had to take breaks. And my, my son, who edits this, had to you know, edit out different breaks because I couldn't sit here for 25 minutes. Um, and oftentimes, I mean, he would have to take out several breaks. Um, and bless his heart, he does it. But the thing is, 
I can pray for other people. And it's so awesome to rejoice with other people, to celebrate with them, to be thankful for what's happening in their life and to have a relationship like that. And so I'm sure if you're going through a difficult time, you have people praying for you, but I really encourage you to have one or two prayer partners that you you send each other to, uh, prayers back and forth. Um, you, maybe you're getting together. Maybe you have a phone call. Maybe it's texting. I know a friend of mine that we prayed for each other for years, and sometimes she sends me a text, please pray for this. And you know, that's about all I can do. I can read that text and I can pray. And um, even though I'm limited and that's like the best I can do, it's something. And I'm praying with her and I'm praying for her. And that is huge. And so don't just have those who pray for you. Again, get a couple, um, one or two prayer partners. The last thing I want to share is um, to look. And kind of a couple of things I have said kind of allude to this. But in Psalms 5.3, it's a verse I've known since college. It has been so important to me. It says, I lift my request to you, O Lord. In the morning, I lift my request to you and eagerly watch. Some versions say, I wait in anticipation. And you know, the whole reason for that, it really goes to being specific because we're eagerly watching for the answers of those prayers. We're waiting in anticipation for the answers to those prayers, right? Um, and and it's I, I can't overemphasize this enough, right? Because if we're just shooting out prayers and we never know, we never look to see if they're answered or not, we can get pretty discouraged in life and we can get discouraged by prayer. So I want to encourage you to look, to eagerly um, away. And, and you know, one thing I do is I list my prayer requests in my journal. And so, um, you know, I can go back through them. Sometimes I go back through them to continue praying for them. Sometimes I go back through and I write down the answers to those. And just like um, looking back on building our house, having a baby, I mean, those are stories that, you know, I prayed for. And for a while, I prayed for them, kept waiting in anticipation, and now just I'm so thankful for the answers over the years. So I kind of went through those pretty quickly, but let me just review them. Um, When prayer seems pointless, Uh, remembering past stories and answered prayers is so encouraging. Um, Remembering to share our emotion. We don't have to hide it with God. And to end with praise, to get our perspective, to praise Him, because no matter what's going on in our life, He is worthy of our praise, and He is working in our life, and He is there for us. Number three, be specific. And, uh, you know, I talk about that, and then that also goes into um, Psalms 5.3. Uh, remembering it's a muscle, remembering to keep at it, right? Even if we're praying for something for years, you know, which I've done before. Keep praying, keep looking for what God's doing. And then um, get a prayer partner, and then finally, Psalms 5.3. And I encourage you to memorize this. It's very short. You can see I was able to say it. Um, And 
that is really awesome just to remember that one so it's a great one to write down on a card to memorize to say every day for a while until it just kind of comes to your mind a lot um so those six things i think are really helpful when prayer seems pointless keeps us going right and uh, another thing about a prayer partner that really keeps you going not only does it allow you to pray for somebody else and to have a relationship give and take when you're not doing well but it's so encouraging to hear somebody else um you know that is having that relationship both with you and uh praying to god so again it's kind of short short and sweet but I think these things are so important, and I, and I hope that you'll take note, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you're thinking of a couple more, and if you are, um, you know, I um, post on Instagram, the account is Hope in the Pain, I would love for you to post, um, you know, what's going on in your life, how you stay encouraged, what you do when prayer seems pointless, Um it's just one of the most awesome things in our life. And so sometimes, just like everything, it's not easy, but we stay with it. We be consistent and um, we keep loving God even when it's hard. Um, so the other thing is, I always end with some words of hope. And my words of hope today are on this mug. He always comes through. Can you see that? He always comes through. And I love this little mug of mine. I, I got this, but I didn't just get one. I got two. The second one is still wrapped up in a box. And the reason I got two is I want to share this with someone else. And so um, there's a couple ways you can try and be the first one to reach out to me, and I will send you the mug. The first is uh, you can email me at kpeak at foothills.org. That's K-P-E-A-K-E at foothills.org. And you can tell me, you know, what you do to stay encouraged when prayer seems pointless. Or you can comment on my post on Instagram. Again, that's Hope in the Pain. And you can tell me what you do when prayer seems pointless. So the first person who reaches out to me, I'm going to get you this mug. Um, I'll either put it in the mail or... Or if I know you and you live really close and I see you, I will give it to you. But I just want to share this. I think this is awesome to remember. I can't tell you the number of mugs I have uh, with words on like this. Um, my husband probably wonders why I have so many, but I love them. And um, it's hard not to get more, although my cabinet is full. So unless I get rid of some, I can't get any more. But you could have this. If you're the first one um, sharing with me what you do when prayer seems pointless. So those are your words of hope. First of all, this is for everybody. The words he always comes through. And I think that's such a good note to end on. We're talking about when prayer seems pointless because he always does come through. An important thing to remember about that is it may not be the answer we wanted. may be different. It may look different than we want it to look. But um that's a part of trusting him, right? And oftentimes, you know, when that happens, we see the good in it. You know, uh, we did build this house here 
And this was not the first or the second lot that we had hoped to get, right? But this is the perfect place for us. You know what I'm saying? And so again, it looked different than we thought it would. It took longer than we thought it would, but it's been such a blessing. And so I would love to hear what's been a blessing to you. I hope that this encourages you. Um, Take some time to go pray before you go to bed, uh, whether you're lying in bed, whether um, it's afternoon and you can take a couple minutes now, or you can go on a walk later, or you can just take some time later. But, you know, just tell God, you know, tell him with your emotions, what they are and what you're going through, but tell him you want to trust him and then praise him, praise his name, give him the praise, give him thanks, and you're going to keep that hope. Thanks for joining Hope in the Pain. I hope you'll join me next time, and I hope you have the rest of today be 